Hello, I won a prize from a claw machine, but stuff still happened. So what's up? I have good news. I have good news for you. A few episodes back, I talked about a sheep that was stranded at the foot of a cliff in Scotland for two years. A kayaker had seen the sheep and then a year later saw the same sheep and was like, oh, that's sad. The sheep was following along the shoreline being like, hey, rescue me what the hell like i'm stuck here I, I where's the rest of my flock but do not fear sheep your flock was on the way as five local farmers got together with a bunch of heavy equipment and rescued the sheep this is after rescue attempts were deemed like way too dangerous and the farmers also agreed that was dumb and dangerous but they rescued the sheep they named her fiona and she is apparently in shockingly good health she just needs a good shearing, some love and rest, and she's on her way to a safe place to recover. Yay, Fiona. And yay, heists. I've got another heist one for you. I love this shit. And like, okay, like it's a real, like it's straight up Looney Tunes ass heist. Here we go. So it was a museum heist, right? At the Royal Lancers and Nottinghamshire Yeomanry Museum my favorite. The building of the museum had an archway, and the archway's ceiling was the floor of a display case. It is believed that the heisty boys walked up into that archway, drilled a hole in the ceiling, so the floor, and then stuck a camera up there to see what was there. When they saw there was some good yeomanry artifacts in there, they were like, oh damn, and they took out a saw and cut a hole in the floor. I'm telling you, straight up Looney Tunes shit. So they cut a hole in the floor, grabbed a bunch of stuff, and ran off. That's really the whole story. Like they got away with it, but damn, what was stolen? I, 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 tr I truly, I truly do not know. Some, some like silver artifacts and whatnot. They call it priceless. I'm sure it is. I know nothing about that. All I know is that I see a story about some dudes who cut a hole in the floor of a museum to yoink some shit, and I'm like, hey, at least it's a good story. Hey, you're now aware that you can see your nose in your peripheral vision. Ha ha! So while you're aware of your nose, let's talk about noses. Sniff, sniff. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why. I just said sniff. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say sniff, sniff at you like that. So some medical science people did some medical science, and they found that you smell in stereo. You know how you have two nostrils? If you didn't know, I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you. You've got two nostrils, and it turns out they kind of work in tandem to double check each other. Or at least that's my understanding of the understanding of the scientists that did the experiment. So the science people asked some patients with epilepsy who were getting brain surgery to volunteer for an experiment. They slapped some alligator clips on their brain during the surgery, which is like one of those open brain surgeries where you're awake for it. And they did some smell tests. They would put like a, a, a scent delivery device up to one nostril and measure the response from the brain. What they found was that as they delivered it to one nostril or the other, one part or another part of the scent processing part of your brain would light up and they wouldn't light up simultaneously. What they got from this is essentially that it seems like one of your nostrils might smell something first and then the other one kind of checks its work and says like, yeah, I do. I do actually think that's the smell of uh, chestnuts roasting on an open uh, uh, fire. What? Desperately reached for something funny to say there instead, but I just kind of went with the went with the Christmas line, huh? Anyway, uh, this doesn't mean that it works just like ears. Like it doesn't seem to be that your nose helps you identify the directionality of smells, like how your ear does with, with sounds and your ears don't smell. Your ears wouldn't do that with smell, but it's pretty rad in general, that we're learning more about smell. All right, I'll move on to the next story now. I, um, all right. 
I put a bunch of fluff at the front. I'm sorry. It's gonna get a, it's gonna, it's bummer time. So here's a content warning. This next segment is an update on Gaza. I will be non-graphically discussing death, war, and the death of children. Over the weekend, massive protests around the world broke out calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Gaza. Thousands upon thousands of protesters took to the streets in DC, Paris, Berlin, London, a ton of places basically saying, hey, call for a freaking ceasefire. Western powers remain staunchly behind Israel as a political foothold in the region and have no real interest in calling for a serious ceasefire. There have been musings from individual officials and some departments saying, hey, maybe a temporary humanitarian ceasefire. Israel has outright rejected the concept. They've essentially said there is no chance that they would heed the call for a ceasefire. Simultaneously, over this past weekend, Israel conducted airstrikes against a refugee camp in Gaza. The camp was in the region that Israel told civilians to go seek shelter, and then they bombed it. Again, that one airstrike killed at least 40 human beings, injuring dozen more, many of them children. The civilian death toll in Gaza has now reached 10,000 human beings, with nearly half of them being children. All the while, Western powers are supplying Israel with billions upon billions of dollars in aid. Republicans just passed a bill to give $14 billion to Israel. Biden said he's going to veto that, but not because of the money, but because of the sourcing of the money. Democrats also want to give billions upon billions of dollars in aid to Israel, specifically military aid, giving them more ammo. International relief agencies, the UN, and even the Pope have called for a ceasefire at this point. At this rate, we are quickly approaching Israel having killed 10 civilians for every one Israeli who was killed in the original attack. When is it enough? At what point have the people of Gaza, who had nothing to do with the attack, paid enough of the price. The argument from Israel and their allies is that they won't stop until they root out Hamas by any means necessary. Which to me sounds like, hey, give us leeway to do anything. And they have been doing war crimes. Like the UN is starting to look into who's going to be held accountable for all the war crimes. Not that the UN's gonna do anything about it as long as the US is involved, but still. I remain of the belief that there really should not be a situation in which we say, hey, geopolitical state, I'm giving you a free pass to do war crimes. Kill whoever you want. You are justified. It makes sense. Anyway, don't kill people. On this day in 1217, the Charter of the Forest was sealed at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Mostly the title Charter of the Forest sounds rad as hell, and I'm probably gonna use that as the name of a D&D campaign in the future, but it also had like actual consequences. There was this concept of the King's Forest, which was just sort of like, this is dedicated land for the monarchy. Don't touch, no touchy. But then William the Conqueror and his heirs came along and they were like, hey, so the forest is actually most of England. Okay, slight exaggeration, but it took up like a third of Southern England at one point. And people were like, hey, we can't live because we can't do anything with this land. They literally had a death penalty if you hunted a deer on the Royal Forest. Anyway, the Charter of the Forest essentially like rolled that back a bit, reestablished a few rights to being able to use the land. It wasn't perfect, but it essentially was like, hey, okay, yeah, you can, you can like collect firewood and forage and maybe farm a little bit or something. Again, I'm mostly just here for the name. Lightning round. Among many others, Stephen King has now publicly shamed Elon Musk and asked him to stop trying to call Twitter X. The UK has a proposal written up that would expand the definition of extremism to include people who, quote, undermine the values of the country. As YouTube's war on ad blockers continues to amplify, we've seen an incredible level of people installing new ad blockers on their browsers. 
I recommend using Firefox and uBlock Origin if you want the best ad blocking experience without going into more advanced stuff. It is my understanding that at this point, Firefox and uBlock Origin still blocks everything that's on YouTube and that's, that works fine. This is your reminder that Google also makes Chrome. And so they can use their browser to stop you from blocking their ads on their website. Tyson is recalling 30,000 pounds of dinosaur chicken nuggies because they found metal scraps in them. And finally for today, the orcas are at it again as they spent 45 minutes attacking a Polish yacht before finally sinking it. The crew aboard the yacht is safe, but they done sank the boat. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Stuff Keeps Happening. Head to stuffkeepshappening.online for sources, bonus content, and metal scrap-free chicken nuggies. My name is Endeavorance. I'll be back on Wednesday. Take care and be well.